back, sluts. Welcome back to Young Nigga the Podcast. Um, <laughs> this is officially episode 107 of the Two Belts Podcast. That is crazy, man. This is crazy. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. We also have Blanco in the building. Shout out to Blanco. Yeah, what's good? Shout out to Blanco. Yo. When was the last episode happen. 20? Yeah, yeah, episode 20. Wow. The 20th extravaganza. That we was made it fun. like it was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. You guys I think. Came wait, you, so how many has John P done? Because he's done two, right? He's done two. Okay, so then we're on the same level now. Right. We you, good. It was yeah. you. <laughs> you have to beat Jimmy. Jimmy has like what? He's been on like five. He's been on five. Oh he's shit! Been on a couple. I gotta be like the Alec Baldwin of this shit, like SNL. Right. You know, do come back like seven, <laughs> eight times. times. Yeah. All right. Um, but it's fucking crazy. We're here. It's fucking hot. You know, yeah, it is what it is. No, I, guess, I, I copped an icy right off the one train because <laughs> I knew it was real. It is hot because Carlos has just abandoned sleeves. <laughs> That's how I know the weather has changed. Sipping Gatorade in a honey bun. Forget it. It's because my body is ridiculously hot. When people touch me, they be like, "Damn, nigga, you, damn you, hot," <laughs> and you just be like, "Thank you." And, and it is like, a medical issue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to. <laughs> yeah, my body's actually like one degree higher than normal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So when I'm like extra warm blooded, yeah, spicy. Girls, be, girls like that shit. They, they, they like that to, warm they, shit. They want to touch mm. my stomach, and I'd be like, "That's fucking gross, yo! Leave my belly hairs warm. alone." Nah, they only like it in the winter. They yeah, don't exactly. Like it in the summer. When it's hot, they'd be like, "Get the fuck off me! Don't touch me, nigga! I don't love you." I'm gonna saute these onions on your stomach. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect because it's like a breakfast griddle. Yeah, like, let me you could scramble let me put my eggs. oxtail on low simmer. It's like, can we stomach. can we chop a cheese on your back real quick? Like, <laughs> Oh man, but yo, it's officially yo episode twenty. You, last time you're here, I yeah. listened to it yesterday, um, just to get a feel of like, yo, what was it like when Blanco was last on the podcast? What was life like back then? I don't know how many, how many like <laughs> that was two years ago. Okay, almost lot, two years ago. A lot has yeah, changed I think that in two was years. Swish's first hot action. Yeah, that's right. Because that was, I think that was the first or second time that uh, shouts to Swisher by the way, who's in LA now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that was like his first or second time in New York, and he was still like underage, and we're still sneaking him into Webster Hall to do sets and all that. Mm-hmm. So that that was a pretty dope experience having him here. I think uh, Bass Bear was here. Just mm-hmm. Ray. Bass Bear was, Ray was in too. the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ray was just chilling. I fuck up Swisher's name. No, yeah, yeah, he that. said Swisher House. I definitely said Swisher House. <laughs> fuck up that name. Nah. Off rip. And I told myself, no, nah, I wouldn't forget this name. Off rip. <laughs> I remember I was also mad loud on that podcast. I can't remember. Yeah, why. Swisher House. I said that shit with wild confidence. <laughs> I turned, I was like, damn. Damn. Damn, nigga. Don't worry. You're going to be on my G. Yeah. Nah, his double baritone voice was like, nah, that name's. Or then he got a deep ass voice for someone so thin. Oh, my gosh. Got a third testicle, I swear. <laughs> Blanco, what have you been up to, bro? Oh, man. What I have, mean. Are you, have you been still SoundCloudless for um, the entire two years? Nah, I mean, I, I kind of came back. Like, uh, last year, you know, I had my third year at South by Southwest. What's and your SoundCloud, by the way? It's still Blanco, BL NCO. Okay. So BL dash NCO. It's like double A M C O type. <laughs> and Blanco was his name. And yeah, it was just, you know, after that that third South by I was really just emotionally drained and exhausted. You know, I was burnt out, so I kinda thought I was gonna just stop doing music and focus on like a real career. Sure. And um I just feel like by, so many of us have thought of that. Yeah, and <laughs> and it in the music industry or at least the music career has been so weird because every time I feel like I'm going to give up it kind of something comes back and tells me keep going so mm-hmm. at that time um i was producing records and by some sort of random occurrence princess nokia hopped on a track that i produced like nine months ago with bass bear and that record became brujas and brujas became like her biggest track off uh her latest uh work 1992 and actually i'll break the news now mm-hmm. this is first news here oh. 
because not because yeah because the email came in um, earlier this week but it turns out that uh, Princess Nokia's 1992 EP is going to be released worldwide through Rough Trade and Rough Trade has other record labels under their belt like Matador 4AD and XL so Mm -hmm. the email came through from Rough Trade saying that um, they want to cut a production deal for Brujas so I guess the track is going to be on the the re-release which is great that's beautiful so you know yeah so the the, you know waiting for the lawyer to talk to me but um you know, when people were saying, you know, in the inner circles when they were listening to Brujas and they were like, yo, this is probably going to be the one. Like, this is going to be the track that's going to take off. Um, immediately, I went to BMI ASCAP and licensed everything, copyrighted everything. Facts. So, you know, just shouts to, to Thinking Ahead and um, just congratulations to Princess Nokia. Can't wait to get you them know. streaming checks, my G. Yeah, right? And I'm going to get at least $5. At least $5. <laughs> For 50,000 streams or something like that. <laughs> one chop yeah, a week. Yeah, at like, least. Oh, my God, these streaming checks are crazy. Yeah, so, you know, just uh, that that's the biggest news I've gotten, at least so far. Um, that's Props been you, Yeah, that's definitely been the most recent. Otherwise, you know, I've just been traveling around. Like, I, I recently did my first, like, international shows in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're they're definitely, they're hungry for a club scene there. So me doing my shows and whatnot, everybody was really impressed. So worldwide, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm really trying to get a lot of guys from the Bronx to come up to Toronto because I feel like it's only fair. Like, well, why why is the Bronx booming so right now? I have no idea to be honest with you. I mean, we're, we're we've been doing the same shit for like you know two three years now, and like people are starting to <laughs> to pay attention for two three years now. That's why. Yeah, yeah, and you, following after that. yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, the whole gentrification issue, I think, definitely spearheaded more people to put a spotlight on to the Bronx, you know, what's going on in uh, in Port Morris in the Piano District and, you know, other parts of the Bronx in general is kind of just changing. But the the music scene is just totally vibrant right now because, you know, the Bronx has like this big shadow of being the birthplace of hip hop. And then you have um, other smaller movements that go on in the Bronx in terms of like the reggae dance hall scene mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the whole like Spanish music LMP type scene that's going on in the Heights. And just... You know, me and my friends in particular, we're we're totally like on the fringe between those two because we do much more club music oriented stuff, more dance music, you know, more energetic type shit that you're not really going to hear on the radio. And um, people just been vibing with it and not just vibing with it in the Bronx, but like all over the world. You know, we're getting plays out in England, like through Rinse FM. Um you know. I feel like y'all get on the radio eventually. I feel like if, mm-hmm. if it's too hot, they won't be able to deny it. And I feel, and I say that because I remember one time turning on Hot 97 and hearing Latch. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, okay, here's where we are. Yeah, that was a crossover song. I mean, who knew that Disclosure would be on Hot 97? Hot 97. Of all bro. artists, you know? I mean, who knows? Maybe Princess Nokia will be on Hot 97 by the end of this year. I have no clue. Um, but uh, I'm just glad that the Bronx right now, in terms of the music scene, is like thriving. Because mm-hmm. we just had... We're all... Pretty much a family between, you know, myself and uh, Kush Jones and Amen and Bass Bear and then Bass Bear's extended family, which is the Uptown Vinyl Supreme, uh, you know, Sonny and them. And, um, yeah, we're all just kind of like in this weird melting pot of just different sounds that are coming out right now that people are just vibing with. Never mind all the rap stuff, too, like A Boogie yeah. and... Um, Don Q. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And all so, that stuff. So, you, got, you got Jesus and Meryl waving the flag every time they come out. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that's all. That's really dope just to see all these personalities and all these different things kind of just popping up and people just vibing with it, taking our slang and all that. Got music festivals, music festivals coming to the Bronx Yeah, now. yeah, the greatest day ever. Um, No shouts to them because there's no, <laughs> not, <laughs> deadass, there's no uh, Bronx artist on the bill. 
Um, there's no representation. And this is like the third time that this has happened between Jesus. The, the greatest day ever. Uh, Fool's Gold had the no days off at La Marina, but I don't know if they had like French Montana or anything like that. And, you know, that that just seemed like a trendy place to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even before that, or no, excuse me, after that, you had the boiler room uh, that was over in Port Morris. And that had like uh, Venus X and uh, DJ Q Heat and a bunch of other artists. Uh, actually, shouts to Byrell that was on that set. But they still didn't have. We didn't get proper representation for those type of yeah, acts. No so, born raised, yeah. So I, I, I think you know we're just gonna have to take it into our own hands and just cultivate, you know, uh, a scene where everybody can get pushed, you know, and kind of just, kind of just move up. And I think we we have enough of a team to like really do something that's very Bronx centric. That wants, you know, that wants to show people like, hey, if you come to the Bronx, you're going to listen to this. Like, uh, we have this one rapper that we know now named Rainy, who's crazy. He's like Rainy's this. He, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout to Rainy. so many styles. Son. It's insane. That, that, that guy is a chameleon. I'm looking up so much shit right now. Yeah, Rainy, Rainy's a chameleon. He, he can do a ballet funk record. He can do like a dembo record. He can do a grime record. And he's just so incredibly versatile. Like... You know, I'm. We're very fortunate to link up with him, and he's just like creatively just off the charts. He's a tattoo artist. He's like, you know, just a music nerd. Um, that's not him. No, that's not him. I got you. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> I was like, yo, is this him? Nah, I think it's, it's wild. It's R A I N E Y. Nah, it's wild. I'm not used to this new. Yeah, nah, it's cool, but yeah, Rainy is one of the. The up and coming guys that I think uh, myself and the rest of my guys definitely want to work nigga, with. Nigga, is a smash hit. Yeah, nigga. nah, he's this shit. He made a Dembo record, and I was just like, yo, I can't deny this, and I don't even Ve- fuck with Dembo like that. Yeah, nah, it's a very dope record. Undeniable Dembo. Yeah. Undeniable, undeniable. And it and it still sounds pretty authentic, even yeah. though he's kind of hopping around he genres the, and he stuff. Got the rules right. That's what it is. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the rules and the snare pattern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Once you get that right, because the kicks are all four on the floor. Yeah, no, but it's crazy. Some of uh, his songs from his EP. Are or whatever was uh, made off his phone. Yeah, like literally, he would do the beats on his phone, transfer it to the computer, and you know, make now. it happen. Yeah, Steve Lacey, I've heard, is just a lot of beats on his phone. He's got a lot of um, production yeah. placements on the Kendrick album and mm-hmm. the Lugo Link album, and the, and his own EP that's come out recently. Just working on stuff from his phone. It's crazy what you can do. Yeah, now in these sort of yeah. days. Um, one quick sidebar. Yo, Carlos, how'd your DJ set go on Saturday? Oh, that shit was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, Sunny, Sunny Vale was dope. People, yeah, the people that were most excited about it were Antoine and fucking Akil, but everyone else really liked it. It's very funny, because it's like, I don't even remember all the songs, I just remember where I ended. I played that Groupies remix by, um, by Swisha Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Gutta, and then I played, um, what's that fucking song by fucking... Galchester by Drake because yeah. I was just like oh shit my friend, one of my friends came and I wasn't expecting them to come mm-hmm. so I, I threw on that song and I was like okay this is going to be like the last song of my set cheap Word. pop you thought it was going to get cheap pop yeah. no nah, it's not even that I thought it was going to get cheap pop I was just like oh I didn't even hear this song yet Oh, uh, nice. Well, I mean, I, I didn't stay around for the... Did you do the back-to-back with uh, mm-hmm. with Silky? Yo, I was so drunk. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty cool. It, uh, like, we got the hang of it towards the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it, it definitely takes some time, the whole B2B aspect, but... Um... No, because he wanted to do it on two separate computers. I'm like, you Oh, dickhead. Lord. Nah, you that... Dickhead, why would we do that? Nah, no that's idea. just... that. That's a bit intense. Like, you I mean, dickhead. DJ controllers are cool and stuff, but once you have, like, three or four on a table and people want to, like, back-to-back and whatnot, it just... 
it gets really intense. I saw fucking what's his face from Ray Strummer, Slim Jimmy. He mm-hmm. was DJing the other day. I'm like, wow, this nigga's really in it. Really? Yeah, he was DJing. He dropped. Um, he was DJing. I think a Mike Will release party for his. Um, for the new project oh, for the Mike Well project, yeah, 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 and I was like, wow, this shit's crazy. You could do this for you know living, just in case you know that not sway Lee shit. Works no, out. no. <laughs> I mean, the guy has plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to learn how to DJ. I'm fucking. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the process. No, I mean, DJing is cool because you know it's kind of like an evolution of all the iTunes playlist kind of guys. You yeah. know, that kind of just want to take it to the next, I guess, step. You know, instead of being like, oh, you know, I could make. Hot like iTunes playlist or Spotify type shit. Yo, like, I'm trying. I'm, I'm just trying to get DJ paid that shit. Playlist though. Yeah, no, nah, I see you. I'm still. I'm still trying to get paid. I, I be peeping. Nigga, Apple Music, just throw me the bag. Yeah, just the whole bag. Yeah, but I think I think you know with DJs and stuff now, you really cannot just do one lane. Like you know, you could be a turntablist, mm-hmm. but I feel like you're shortchanging yourself from you know being a producer or trying other things. You know, or some DJing journalist. Yeah, why mm. not? Yeah, some academic shit. <laughs> Backspin into a oh, think piece. Oh shit! Bungie. I'm about to drop one of my fucking think pieces <laughs> in a mix. Nigga. In a mix. You're yeah. gonna start cutting and pastiching words. Just Yo. Making them say what you want to say. Oh man! Like I remember, I picked up a vinyl. I, it was like a dollar vinyl um, in the village, and it looked really cool. Like the the artwork and stuff was really nice, and the title just had like a bunch of these artists just chilling like on the corner. That thing was a spoken word album that I was so tight. Like, oh, no man. music accompaniment whatsoever. I was like, I'm not going to sample this shit. Like, <laughs> nah, I can't. I can't deal. Yeah, you can try. I don't know. Whatever. In my pussy. <laughs> um, evolution of DJs. So just recently, and now we've just recently got a pro- project from um, Cashmere Cat this week. Yeah, nine. Um, nine. Yeah, shouts to August, man. Like, he... And it's crazy because he started out as a turntablist. He, mm-hmm. His DJ original Final. DJ name was, yeah, DJ Final. And he participated in, like, DMC championships and whatnot. And mm-hmm. he was just, like, this one kid, you know, just from the middle of nowhere in, Nor- in Norway, I believe. And um, Representing his country, no less. No, nah, yeah, no. Nah. I mean, he was a good turntablist, honestly. I thought he was pretty much way better than me. And, <laughs> um, and then he went to produce, and now, you know, him linking up with Benny Blanco and kind of just getting these placements and whatnot and dropping this, it's like, it's just, it's kind of crazy what's to the see the transition, that. though, from just, like, because, just, because now he's, like, probably one of one of the most sought-after producers in sort of pop music. Yeah. Where, because he has this sort of distinct sound and it's very lush and it, it works towards a lot of pop artists who may not have, you know, the vocal range to sort of... Mm-hmm you know, just carry a sort of personality on their own where he really accents a lot of things. He's, he works a lot with, um, just on this album, he's worked with Ariana Grande, who he's worked with before. Yeah. Um, Janae Aiko, Kalani. Um, even on the one that was released that I actually liked before, the one that was released in the UK, Wild Love. Yeah. It was like a version of this EP. Yeah, he had The weekend on that. Yeah, had The weekend, And he produced on Weekend's album, too. Had the fucking Jeremiah on it. Yeah. It was just like that same song, Ariana Grande, but they kind of flipped it. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just his sound. I, I think what's very interesting about his sound is that it could be catered to the mainstream or mm-hmm. he can go off the rails and really do something you know, very... That's what um, this album was. It's a little bit of both. It's very yeah, experimental. Yeah. yeah, he'll definitely go towards the experimental side. Like, the track with Sophie after mm-hmm. Coachella is definitely... I wouldn't say it's experimental, but, I mean, Sophie himself, you know, that whole PC music label and all that, it's just totally, you know, kind of a little bit off-center, but still very poppy, you know? Yeah, I, I, so. I like it. I like the entire project. Yeah. Is it an album or an EP? I, I guess it's a playlist, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a playlist. Where's it's the Drake? Oh, oh, it's more God. loud. 
more cashmere. Mm. Yeah, no, but it, it's cool, man. Just because I remember, you know, just following him on SoundCloud and just his remix game was insane. Like, oh, you know, crazy. he remixed Jeremiah and Miguel and all these guys, and then he went and worked with them, you know? And um, it's, it's just great to see just him, like, really just flexing his muscle now and, you know, having Benny on his side. Like, honestly, you know, he can he could really impact kind of the musical landscape, at least, you know, for mainstream pop radio, I'm for just, sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to see, does he have any sort of... Has he hit number one on any of these things? I was reading a, I was reading an interview a couple months ago with Max Martin in terms yeah. of his thought process, which is like one of the rare Max Martin interviews because yeah. he doesn't do interviews at all. Like he doesn't, he just believes his music should speak on its own, and <laughs> he doesn't necessarily need to speak for it. And he did, I guess he did one interview in the year two thousand one, and it was terrible. They cut up all his words. So he was like, "Fuck that! I'm never doing that again." Um, that seems to be the thing with a lot of people. Yeah, I think I fuck well, up my interview once. Yeah, That's I think it. I think he did something. I believe he had like a a pretty big like cover story piece. I don't know if it was on the fader or somewhere no, else. It was it was it was on some other website. I know because that's the one I'm referencing, and it was, yeah. it was fucking amazing. Just yeah. his sort of thought processes and sort of songs. Yeah, I wonder if Cashmere has in terms of that. It's just like his songwriting. Does he have any sort of impact on that, or is it just a production of the overall? I, I don't know. I, I really feel like the Benny Blanco influence is definitely there because Benny has done a lot of pop records prior right. to. So I feel like just having him there definitely helps a lot. Um, but Cashmere has been doing this. You know, he he developed his sound pretty early on. Mm-hmm. It's very like whimsical, kind of kind of like it's whimsical yet orchestral. It's like playful. It's like um, yeah, it's very playful. Sweet, my nigga. It's like the way it's like. When you hear the the violins, you can almost feel and smell the resin. Yeah, I mean, even the song that the one that you're playing now, the Trust No Body track, is just so dope. It's yeah, very, it's, 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 it's a little minimal, I guess you could say, yeah. but mm-hmm. it works. And um, I'm, it's he's, just, I'm glad that he's, you know, kind of, kind of really flexing his muscle out here now compared to other, I don't know, like. Did, we were listening to what the Katy Perry and Migos track, and yes. that sounds like so outdated. This sounds yeah. much more fresher. You it know? sounds more forward, progressive, yeah. and then yeah. it also just like his production style adds just a whole charisma and just a, a different feel to the song. He's got this very distinct production style, and mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what a lot of, um, in terms of just like the term super producer or things like that, they're they're known for the d- distinct production styles like mm-hmm. a Timbaland or a Pharrell or things like that. Yeah. He just he's. He's getting in this lane, and I hope I don't know one day extends into hip hop. Who knows? Yeah. Um, oh, he could. He's already tackled R and B and things like that. Yeah, yeah it's really up to him, honestly. You yeah. know, the ball's in his court, at least. You know, because he he already got the right features. He you know he's produced uh, hit songs and whatnot. Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like after this, you know, it's really up to him. To the moon, yeah, pretty yeah, much, definitely. Um, but uh, let me see what other albums came out. Um, I wanted to talk about this. I'm gonna talk about this young thug and Drake thing. Oh, the easy breezy beautiful like thug and girl. Right? <laughs> Is that the whole title of the no, track? No, I don't think that's a, all right. So I don't I don't know anything. I think it's a coy because I, I feel like it's a coy. I was like, so let him do I thought that. it was a joke. Young Thug on on Twitter a couple of days ago pretty much said like, "Yo, this Friday I'm dropping this new project, executive produced by Drake. It's just singing young. It's my singing album." He mm-hmm. doesn't say anything about R and B. No, he's like, "No, nah, this isn't pop." He's like, "I'm just literally singing this entire album," and I'm just like. To me, I never thought it would actually happen because just just the setbacks with like the Barter Six and just most of his albums in general. Yeah. In terms of how the, what the label can produce, like he he dropped a single last week. We still haven't actually got the single on iTunes or any of the things. So I was yeah, just that's like, so weird. Yeah, it's just like I I didn't necessarily believe it would happen, and then you know it fucking didn't drop. So we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, but I mean Jeffrey is on vinyl though. I think it was on vinyl for Record Store Day, and uh, yep. 
That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that sky blue vinyl. Yeah, no. I, I have just like a few questions in terms of just like, are we, because Young Thug hip hop mm-hmm. does have that sort of singing inflections, but is he really prepared just creatively to drop an entire singing album? And I, and I, and I reference sort of features Hendrix yeah. and just the time that necessarily took because he, when he talked about putting out that record, he was initially going to drop it. That was initially like, the idea he had for Honest, Mm -hmm. where he was just like, oh, this is going to be the more honest side of future, but he felt like the people weren't ready. He wasn't at that sort of place where he could drop that sort of album. So, and and, and that comes with a lot of risk that hip-hop artists don't necessarily want to take, where they want to delve into a fully singing project, but still it's like, I got to kind of do rap as well. That's, I think, the conundrum that Drake has been having with all this stuff, because I think he wants to definitely do singing, yeah. But he's just like, damn, I got you know, I gotta throw Galchester and fucking KMT on this shit. Yeah, I just gotta see first off if it's gonna be a singing album, like how many tracks, you know, is there any features? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it could get really monotonous if you hear Thug just crooning for like about forty five, fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't deny Thugger's talent. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I, he, yeah, I don't deny it at all. There's a there's a charm and charisma to the way that he necessarily yeah. um, delivers mm-hmm. on tracks. Like, who is he? No, yeah. but no, but it's crazy because I remember when we were all talking about Young Thug when he first came up, and we we're like, "Yo, this guy sounds like Little Wayne. Like mm-hmm. this guy's a Little Wayne clone." Now he's taken, you know, that character, that Little Wayne isms, mm-hmm. right. and just took it in a totally different direction. And just has built this sort of presence for himself on the track. Yeah. I remember um, I was listening to a podcast on The Ringer, um, and they were talking about Young Thug, and it was just like, "Wow, how would a track with Young Thug and Jay Z sound?" And it was like, "Young Thug would probably over." shadow jay-z entirely because of just how his weird left charisma like i don't yeah. think they could ever coexist on the same track yeah. because it would just be like yeah word. i don't think he would eclipse jay-z phase. entirely and just not the fact of just like skill or anything it's just the fact that like just like presence yeah just the overall presence on the track mm-hmm. like um but the, the second sort of issue not issue but just what i was thinking of about this he said it was executive produced by drake I don't know if I can necessarily trust something yet executive produced by Drake. I think yeah. I can. I don't think so. I think I can because I, that's I mean, kind we, of that's kind of what he's been doing for himself for the last two albums. Actually, I don't know. He's it, worked a lot with Forty. Like Forty is the main sort of culprit between pretty much all of his albums. Yeah, I wouldn't he's know. He's definitely the spirit animal. Yeah, I wouldn't know what would happen if 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 you know they ever decided to part ways or something like that happened. But in terms of just Drake, because I feel like Drake is so highly focused on himself mm-hmm. that I can't necessarily see him focusing on someone else. It's like the Jay-Z effect when he was around courting like Neo and Tierra Marie and Rihanna back when they started. Yeah. And even Rita Ora, for instance, Rita Ora, he went to every interview with Rita Ora, just like, oh, I'm, you know, working on this album, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if he necessarily has the time because he is still Drake. He's still, he still has to worry about Drake and he... He, yeah, because he's number one. Yeah, and, pretty much. And I don't know necessarily about the creativity of Drake either, because mm-hmm. I think his videos kind of suck. And it's just not about his creativity. Yeah, compared to Young Thug's direction. videos, sure. But I, with executive producing, I think it comes with like a level of just like creative control. Yeah, and knowing what works and what doesn't work, think, and how you can first pick of all, that out. I don't think Young Thug would ever give a nigga that much creative control. I think he's just doing it for like the numbers, nigga. Mm. Yeah, it could it could be just like a weird way of him co-signing, just a ploy, and kind of just having you yeah, know the nigga, plug yeah, as I an executive producer. Game. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a straight like yo. Get I mean, on we, this artistic shit with me, my nigga. Yeah, I mean, we would have to listen to the song itself and yeah. see if there is a quote unquote Drake like touch or a Drake aesthetic. Right, because Drake did definitely he took 
he took Thug on the Boy Meets World tour in terms of Europe. Yeah. And just I, I don't know what sort of has come out of that. Except, well, yeah, we got Portland and fucking that other shit. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just trying to figure out how Thugger fits into the whole landscape of hip-hop right now. Because, you know, you have, like, uh, Polari and Little Uzi Vert and that Triple X. I don't know. Extension. Yeah, that guy. Xerox, Z- Z- oh, whatever the fuck man. it is. Um, I, I swear to God, I, I remember I went to a site and they were like, oh, we have, like, all the songs by this guy. And it was like 750 megabytes of just triple X. I was like, I bet there's no way like one or two songs. Like maybe I'll get a couple of songs out of it. Yeah, I trashed the whole thing. I was like, nah, I feel, it's just it's really rough. Yeah, I feel like that's with a lot of people who just sort of coming out and just the exposure they get instantly off of just sort of one record. Yeah. Most things are very, very rough. And I don't know. I will. I'll use this to tro- sort of transition to the, the Young Ma EP. Yeah. Her story. Yeah. Because. Granted, I think it's been a year, over maybe a year now since Ooh. Yeah, because Ooh was kind of bubbling in the summer anyway, yeah. like around this time. Yeah. And sort of the structure of that song itself is just like there's no real sort of um, conventional structure to the song in terms of how you build songs and all this other stuff to make it a hit. Mm-hmm. It just became a natural hit on its own. Yeah. Um, but I think the the EP, Her Story, I listened to it yesterday, and I was like, this is still kind of... I, I can see where... I don't know if she necessarily has a label. I think it would probably be to her benefit to sign to one just to figure out the sort of industry and how it works. Yeah. Not necessarily to say, like, oh, I'm giving up everything, but just, like, if you're going to be in this music industry, you kind of, like, just sort of figure out how it works Mm -hmm. from the business aspect, how you sort of um, get things like, you know, uh, I don't know, ads or I forgot what it's called right now. Yeah. But, like, just sort of building from the business aspect and building sort of working with producers to sort of structure songs the way it is. Mm-hmm. With her story, I think it's it's still very New York, as always. I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, is, is there, like, full-fledged songs or are these freestyles? These are – these they're songs, but they're still kind of rough songs. And I referenced this um, – this track called J O O T D, which she it says featuring Monica, but it's like a literal Monica sample. Oh, okay, just one of those things. Oh, okay, it's the acronym. I I get it. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Interesting. I don't know. It it's so weird because it's like all these Bronx artists that are popping up now, like Davies. I feel like this is the worst have... sample ever. I'm sorry. To <laughs> <laughs> I just be honest with you, like I'm, you know, this is like the most basic version of the sample, like. New York beat. Oh, and just this is the hook. Just one of them days. She just took the Monica thing and just put it on the hook. Mm. And I was just like, oh man, like. I mean, I don't know who executive produced or anything like that. You know, maybe the vision could have been stronger if you had somebody really overlook the, all the songs and make something a little bit more cohesive, you mm-hmm. know, or make something a little bit more polished, you know. Because I'm sure she makes tracks. Like, you've seen the freestyle video. She can yeah, go for, for five or six minutes at a time. So it's just like, how do you how do you take that energy and make something that's a little bit more structured and something that's a little bit more friendlier for the radio? You know, we don't want another ooh part two, but, right. you know, we want to see. Ooh how- again. <laughs> ooh, electric boogaloo. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. I think the the city wants to support her, but yeah. I'm not sure if she's the one yet. Yeah. So, okay, so then between, like, what are the upcoming guys from the Bronx right now? I'll be I mean, or at least from New York, you have Dave East, Yan M.A., or Yama, and then you have A-Boogie. I don't think Fresher. I don't yeah. think... Oh, Fresher. Yeah. I don't think any of them... Fresher. 
I'll be honest, I don't think any of them are the one. If if anything is close to the one, I think it's Davies just because of the visual aspect and, like, ladies love him and et cetera. Yeah, like I mean, that. A Boogie has the younger uh, crowd. Like, I've seen teenage girls go crazy for this dude, and then he did the track with Kodak Black, so, you know, he's definitely hitting a younger yeah. demographic than Dave. I got to see him, but uh, I got to see, like, actual quantifiable numbers for him just to see that shit is like bubbling and it's like okay he's got like some steam going yeah. and it's not just sort of this local yeah. shit i mean I've, I've had this discussion with carlos before in terms of like a boogie and you know his sound at least to me sounds a lot like speaker knockers yeah and it's just crazy you know if but when you think about it all these other niggas in the tri-state and like philly yeah it's like they all sound very similar like fetty and all of them it's like this crooning like a kind of trapped in water sort of sound with autotune but mm-hmm. I, I f- and it's Go and ahead. it's like they focus more on songwriting than they do actually rapping most of the time. Yeah. I think I like that. And I say that just because it's just like it's moving forward with sort of the New York style. I just style. want to fine tune it because it's like if you, That's get true, it, yeah. if you get it to a point where it's like almost perfect and almost flawless where it's like people can really feel the emotion in your songs and shit like that and it doesn't sound like you're going nan 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 Yeah, I feel like the melodies are kind of too much the same where he doesn't necessarily build the sort of presence on the track or something along those lines. Like, it's kind of like the same sort of scheme he's using all the time where it's like, he's not able to, he's not a functional singer where he's able to adapt to anything. But that's so weird because like, like you have um, R&B artists that can rap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you like when Trey Songz used to do like the mixtapes and whatnot or, or mm-hmm. Tori or Chris Brown. But then you have rappers trying to be like singers now, you know, or at least the mumble rappers or whatever trying to right. do it. And it still sells. But, you know, I just I, I don't know how long that sound is going to last. Like, you know, the the pond is starting to shrink. You know what I mean? Yeah. With all these guys kind of coming up at the same time. Yeah, I feel like in New York. I don't know. I feel like New York. It's a it's a step in the right direction. I think at least for New York City and just something just a little bit different mm-hmm. because everyone's just like yo bars bars bar bar bars bars bars. Yeah. Like, but I don't know if that's the the direction that at least the next pop in New York MC is going to go for. And I said this on a previous podcast. I was like, yo, next new the next pop in New York rapper. And he probably even won't be either won't be considered a New York rapper or just be beloved by everyone. It's just going to be some guy who like kind of just drops the hyper masculine shit. Maybe. And it's just like some singing, rapping, cool young guy who's just like, yo, I'm out here. It's like yeah. maybe a, the next Drake or something along those lines. I mean, DMX got away with that shit. He did um, his first album. What was it? It's Dark and Hell It's Hot. Yeah. He had How's, How's It Going Down was kind of like his R&B type mm-hmm. record. And then he had Get At Me Dog, <laughs> right. like in the same, you know, in the same album, and he released those two singles. It's definitely, I think, that marketing is still possible. It's just the, you know, the artists are different now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but next big artist to blow up out of New York is motherfucking Rainy, man. I swear <laughs> to God, Rainy, Rainy's amazing, my nigga. I was gonna I, ask you that too. Yeah. I was gonna ask you who's the who's the next one. I don't because I, you put me on to so much music. Yeah. Over the last number of years, and I'm giving you props for it because you put me <laughs> on. You put me on. I remember when I had the This Goes In blog, yeah. and I was doing posts, and he was like, yo, have you heard of this weekend guy? The weekend, like, the weekend guy. And he was like, no, I haven't heard of it. And you just sent me the entire file. And I was like, wow, this shit sounds like yeah. it was recorded in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. But <laughs> it was <laughs> the future of music. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, I, I mean, I, I have a bias because I know Rainy personally and all that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've we seen him do shows and all that, and the vibe is really cool. But I mm-hmm. just think, like, his versatility, I think that's the ne- that's really what mm-hmm. you need to be right that's now. That's what you everyone's need to... striving for. Yeah. You need like, to. Like, even segueing into this fucking Wale album. Sure. Yeah. He wanted to have all the different levels of, like, oh, yes, I'm African, so I'm going to do the Afrobeat thing. But I'm also going to kind of do the, the Major lasery thing. Let's how do, go. How do you feel about the Wale album? Yeah. I feel like it was uh, it wasn't his best work. 
Um, what's the last Wale album I liked? Oh, right, never. Wow. Um, no, I'm kidding. Terrible. <laughs> I'm not terrible. Did you like Ambition? Name. No, I didn't give a fuck about it. Did you like um, the one about the album about nothing? Oh, you know I didn't like that shit because I um, love Seinfeld. <laughs> what about The Gifted? The Gifted? Oh, man. I think man, that was the that, one you referenced, right? The, I, I think that wasn't that one wasn't super bad, so I think that's his better album. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know, but I mean, what... What do you think is the the issue with Wale? Because you know you've seen you've seen yeah you've seen his frustrations on the internet. Relatability. Yeah. He he just can't relate. It's like the market is ever shifting, and he's still got that that poet's drawl. And... I feel like he, I feel like he can in a sense, mm-hmm. but to me, he's just not good enough. Yeah. And that's really kind of it to me. Like he's he's a skilled rapper. Mm-hmm. But he's still not the best it's, rapper, it's you know what I'm saying? It's the personality, really. And it's more the fucking bar- It's less the fucking bars and more the personality. I don't think anyone so. cares. But here's what you I'll say about... You don't think anyone cares about the personality? No, I don't think anyone cares about his bars. But well, I think like in, just in terms of just important. like... I think people care more about um, the feelings he gives. Like, he he's a great songwriter in terms of just producing these songs. Mm-hmm. Like, my PYT or Bad or Lotus Flower Bomb. And just sort of crafting that sort of sound. It's like a, it's like a soul mixed with hip-hop, and it feels very organic as opposed to just feeling more like, you know, oh, shit, he's just doing, it's just like rapper A plus R&B singer A equals, you know, song or profit or whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> question mark, question mark. <laughs> but I feel like he's he's sort of good at creating that vibe. In terms of shine? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's You know what's crazy? Because, like, I, I feel like he never really harness that whole DMV type sound like the way that Goldlink is kind of doing mm-hmm. you know very dancey oriented I think actually you know, go-go kind of music up on that. yeah and I, I and that kind of sucks because I feel like that's a very unique sound that you don't really hear on the radio and especially go-go music in the DMV area is so you know there's a history behind it and he kind of did that on his first mixtape with that track Pretty Girls mm-hmm. that Gucci Mane eventually hopped on but then nothing really happened after that and I'm just like well you know here's a, I, in terms so of how I feel about that I think um, I think he just got a lot of resistance from that area. I think a lot of people dislike Wale naturally just because of his abrasive personality. Yeah. Um, so he got a lot of resistance. And also, this is like, I don't, I don't know, album number five, number six for him. He's, he's become bigger than just sort of capturing that local sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... And I feel I I could understand that on his first two albums, like I forgot it was attention deficit. Yeah, and even the ambition kind of just like went a little bit left. He kind of yeah. had like the songs like Bait and you know da da da. Yeah, but that was that's the Maybach influence, right? So, you know that's Ross. But I feel like now he's sort of trying to capture a bigger sound, and I feel like he's just sort of he acknowledges that, but he's like. I'm, the world is bigger, yeah. and I've got to go towards that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that that's always weird for an artist. Like, do you go back to basics, or do you kind of just, you know, kind of just uh, flow between different, you know, um, I guess current sounds, you know, trendy sounds, right. or certain genres? I of think music that's what most grabbed me about this album because I was like, this isn't DC Wale, this isn't um, Chip on My Shoulder Wale because he always Chip on the Shoulder. Uh, yeah. Now he's a little bit more grown. He's had a kid. Like he's doing this album. He's doing a lot more singing now. Mm-hmm. He's got tracks with G Easy, which whatever. What gentrified rap? <laughs> sure. I mean it's whatever. I mean G Easy's trying to put on for the Bay, and we'll see what happens. He's got but. Fishing Grits with Travis Scott. He's got you know. Yeah. I don't know. Every featuring Chris Brown song is starting to sound the same to me. Yep. Um, All the choruses just melt into one. I see that he's trying. I don't necessarily. There's not a lot that I feel on this album. I feel like it's a solid album but it's nothing I feel it's like not the, memorable yeah basically. I feel like now it's kind of like in terms of just dropping albums it's kind of like going through the motions I don't even know 
if I've sort of felt the labor of love that's been put into this album like he's done with past albums. I don't know if he's felt like he's hungry or striving for something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, this is Shine, this is who I am, this is Wale, also I'm African, here are some African songs. Yeah. Yeah, you got Wizkid, DeVito. And yeah, and he kind of, he doesn't do the mixtape game anymore. You Mm -hmm. know, that could have, that, you know, the mixtapes are there to stay relevant. Like, Mm -hmm. Future knew that out the gate, and that's why he put out so much material, you know? everyone got that workflow, man. Yeah. So I feel like even his mixtapes are just just like other albums. It's just kind of like basic, it's just like basic. Yeah, I just, I don't want to believe that the mixtape about nothing was just like a one-trick pony because it was Mm -hmm. Seinfeld, you know? I I know that... There was a concept. Yeah, there was was a concept. Right. I, I wish there was more, like, of those types of albums, concept yeah. albums. Like, even, you know, Kendrick Lamar is like, damn. Yeah, concepts that come across well. At yeah. least. And it takes a lot of producing. It takes a lot of working with people. And it takes a lot of just, like, thinking about it and just, like, go- yeah. moving forward on this concept. Yeah. I think the album about nothing attempted to be that concept sort of revitalized in sort of a bigger form. Mm-hmm. And then, it, to me, it just didn't cross because, to me, it just came a lot of just, like, there was like filler songs, yeah, and, all, that. and mm. all this other stuff, and I'm just like, it, it just didn't come across. But I think just sort of recapturing a concept, I feel like it's not. Wow, all right, answer it. Let's see who's this. Got that big back. Hello. <laughs> all right, no problem. I'm gonna just leave the phone off the hook, so don't worry. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Also, hang up. Nah, hit the thing. <laughs> Make sure they ain't screaming. Hey! hey, hey. <laughs> I'm um, lost. You're listening to the sound of my balls <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, this must be the Two Bells podcast. That's oh, my, shit. That's my dick you hear right <laughs> now because it's shit hanging down to my balls. Oh, man. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, what, what separates oh. like certain artists, I think there's a certain level of vulnerability that you need to put out mm-hmm. in these records so that people can relate. You know, it's just that, that human experience or whatever. You know, Kendrick Lamar has pretty much perfected that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? and um, Dan was a lot more human than anything. Oh, of course. I mean, To Pimp a Butterfly was just more human than most records that are out there. It wasn't It wasn't like a future album where it was just like a bunch of bangers. You mm-hmm. know, there was a, there was this beginning, middle, and end, you know, so to speak. And on Dam, it's interesting because he kind of has moved towards more mainstream sounds, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, the production is much more cleaner. It's a lot less jazzy. Yeah. You know, there's there. He kind of has like a bit of boom bap, and then he also has more, you know, new trap, you know, eight oh eight type music. Facts. But but what makes what makes it good is literally you know just the vulnerability in the records, the lyrics, you know, and just the the polish that is on that record compared to like a Wale record. You know, I don't know if it's the Dre influence where it's just like everything is just so like crystal clear beats by Dr. Dr. Dre. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And then we have this Mary J. Blige album. Oh, you, you know, I so so this is the post-divorce album then. This is the post-divorce. This oh, is the pain. Man. This is Mary returning back to yeah, the every, roots. Yeah, everybody was just like, yes, Mary, be yes, brokenhearted. Yes, <laughs> yes bitch. Jeez. Get your heart broken. Oh, <laughs> yes, girl, get mine broken this summer, girl. <laughs> shit. Shouts to Lala. And, <laughs> and we wondered, in terms of, at least I wondered, over 20 years into her career, is like, is this sort of still a point? Yeah. And can is heartbreaking or at least a return to that. And I don't think this was done on purpose. This is just a situation that she nah, was in. It's just life. Like yeah, it's it just, just happens. life. It was just like heartbreak 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 and mm-hmm. and you know, all this other shit. Yeah. In terms of that, I think 
it actually produced probably her best album in years, which is unfortunate yeah. because I don't necessarily want to continue. Like, girl, you gotta get your heart broken. You know, it's 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 album season again. Like, but it's 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 produced like one of the best albums that she's come out probably since the breakthrough in two thousand five. Wow, that's crazy. Because I mean, and it's great. Like Faith Hill also came back and did an album like with Biggie, like some post like duet. Faith Hill. I mean Faith Hill. Faith <laughs> Evans. Faith Evans. Boy. <laughs> Faith Faith Hill and the big <laughs> Faith Hill. Oh, no. <laughs> Faith Hill, Faith Hill, fuck Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Faith Hill, fuck. get some of this rap addiction, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, Faith Evans recently Faith did Evans. like a, a duet album with Biggie that was interesting. But that, yeah, no, nah, but no, nah, I, I think a lot of people are kind of anticipating Mary J. Blige because of that that whole um, controversy, at least with her. I feel like with with Heartbreak, there's a lot more direction. Mm-hmm. Because when she talk about love, I think with love you can just sort of go in anywhere you want. Oh, there's love, there's sex, yeah, there's yeah. that. But this is there's more direction, just sort of struggle on it. Mm-hmm. And she's got you know production here from who? Who did she get production from? Um, I mean, but I, she I always had that grit. Like ever since what's the four one one, there was always like that little bit of edge right. to her. You know that made her. That had that crossover appeal, you know, to do hip hop and also do R and B, or at mm-hmm. least fuse the two together, you know, in a way that was very Man, successful. Man, she created the word dancery, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> that Ain't bitch no hateration. And then I think it's just the authenticity of it Love all her. too, because you necessarily feel her, like her fans. And she's been one, and she's like, she's a legacy act now, but she doesn't sort of. I don't think she leans too hard on the legacy of it all. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's still kind of experimenting too. She did like a kind of like this UK kind of house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she did couple it on albums. The last, um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. At least it was different. Yeah. But you oh, know, her going back to this, you know, the game. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, her doing this. I think you know the fans are going to appreciate it. It's a, it's a it's a great album. It's got um. It features one track that has like DJ Khaled, Quavo, and Missy Elliott on it. What? Wow. Is, wow. Yeah, it's called Glow Up. That's kind of cool. Called what? Glow Up. Oh. Interesting. See, now that sounds like something Quavo would be on. Yeah. No, nah, that sounds something like. I don't no. know if I don't want. I don't know if I want DJ Khaled be my motivational speaker. Girl, you gotta glow up. Glow. Yes. Yo, <laughs> yes. Assad. Assad. Yes. Assad. What? Assad. Where's the divorce papers? Assad. Get that fucking divorce finalized. I love you. <laughs> Didn't um Khaled just wait? Did he preview the track or did no? The track... He dropped the entire song. We can we can watch this video. I, I I feel, and and just going back just to final words on this Mary J. Blige album. It's yeah. great. If you if you really want to, nah, I if definitely want to check it Mary. out. If you love me, Bro- some some broken hearted Mary. Yeah. I love me some I love me some Mary. It's 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 fucking great. Um, yes, DJ Khaled dropped this new record. Mm-hmm. It's called I'm the One, not to be confused with I'm on One, even though it has. Nah, yeah, not I, to be confused nah, with you the one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm on. No, on One is still a classic record to me. I can bump that shit. Fuck it. Up. Any it's the day, way it feels. any year. Because yeah. it's like real subsy. Yeah, not even that. But it, it, in terms of a pop record, it's very like minimal. Yeah. It's very different, and the sound still sounds pretty current. You know, I could play it now and it still sounds kind of cool. It still fits. I think with the features from Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne, and now looking at the amount of views this video got in the past 13 hours, mm-hmm. I think he accomplished whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he took the, the whole viral sensation and just ran with it. Mm-hmm. Just ran with it. And he's so smart for doing that. First few seconds of the video. First seconds, Assad, executive producer. Oh, God, Assad is in the video. Yo, Khaled is just... He loves his child. His cat is... He's, he's, he's so special. He's so rich. He got a horse? 
Sorry, guys. Thing. We're just commenting yeah, like, on the video right now. It's new money. That's it. That's at his house. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be shot at his house. He got an Argyle sweater on. What the fuck is he doing? Nah, that, that's, that's a warm-up. That's an Argyle warm-up. It's funny because he references Bieber as Justin Bieber. Like, he respects his full, <laughs> like, his full government. He's like, yo, we got Justin Bieber. Not like Justin. It's like, yo, yeah. Justin's coming. Or, or like, Wayne. You got to say Justin Bieber because what, what, you got like, mad Like, Wayne Justin. is coming through. Mm-hmm. Like, you say Wayne, not Lil Wayne. He was like, no, Nigga, we got what Justin other Wayne Bieber. Is he gonna re- reference to in but music? He, everyone knows Wayne. Like, every, and the Wayne that he's going to come. It's not like I, Wayne, or like fucking, you know... Wayne like Damon Wayne, Wayne like Wonder, none of the Wayne's brothers, or something. Yeah, 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 none of that shit. All right, booty. <laughs> All right, booty. Beats. Nah, but Beats um, by cheeks. But it's just crazy <laughs> though that he's able to put all these artists together on one track and yeah. kind of have it come out okay. I don't yeah. like Bieber's hook. I probably would take it off. He, it, you could have just taken him out, or yeah. it, even if him it, imagine if he didn't get Bieber, you know who he would have fucking gotten? Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's like his formula. Yeah. For right now, till another nigga come out. Well, Shout out to Marshall Mathers, Justin Bieber over here. Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> Marshall Math. I can't wait for Pro the shit. Justin Bieber LP, my nigga. Oh man. <laughs> Nowadays, no. everybody want to talk. Like my mom got something to say. <laughs> Bucket list: wearing Supreme in a hip hop video. Justin Bieber. Wearing a red bandana. You should have just got Bieber fucking Valley. Valley. I mean, it's a feel good record, man. Yeah. You know, the Cali crowd's gonna like it. And Quavo's just there. <laughs> hey, all three of them are there. Yeah, but like, yeah, no, their their feature game is on point though. At least for the summer, it's right now, yeah. yeah, they're they're set. And I'm seeing Offset starting to do solo songs too. Like it's crazy. No, it's cool. I mean, they were they, they keep bringing up this discussion about like should the Migos break up? Like no, no, nah. why? Nah. They're great together they, they and they're great separate. That, you know what they keep doing? They keep thinking about it like it's a tag team. Sure. Yeah. When it's just like yo, as a funk, they function well as a unit. Right. Yeah, they play off each other very well, and they're and they're. You know, they're family. They're, like, they're related. So, you know, just having that family relation and just growing up together and now you're rapping together and all that stuff, like, why would you want them to break up? Right. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense why you would throw that type of egoism, you know. It's kind of terrible how there. kind of, like, Lil Wayne adds nothing to the song anymore. <laughs> Lord. Like, was it as of 10 years ago, where it's probably been like, oh, shit, it's a Lil Wayne feature. Mm-hmm. Like, he's about to say some wild shit. And it's like, nigga, he's literally tagged at the end of the song. Yeah. He's still using auto-tune. Yeah. Like... Most so, of the girls are in that video. It's like, I remember you from third grade <laughs> when you were... So, like, in this record, do you think Thug would be better on this record mm-hmm. than Wayne? Thug would probably skate. Mm. Like, I don't know if I could do Thugger and Bieber on the same I don't record, know if but... I could do... Well, besides Mariah, are you, you know... Yeah. Are you drunk, which is a great Travis Scott production. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could do Bieber and Thugger. Wow, mm. it's still ringing. Shit's a ghost, my nigga. Trap calling. Mm. I don't give a fuck, my nigga. Um, <laughs> Whoever's Chinese food, that they asked out, son. Facts. They got to come downstairs. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to go outside regardless. It's just like they're not gonna get that phone call. What it yeah. is, what it is. They we also got a, we also got a new song from SZA, SZA and oh. Travis Scott. SZA. Have you seen the video, Carlos? First of all, have I seen her ass? <laughs> Which is in the video, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw it, throw oh, it, God, throw God. it up there. Which is in the video. But it's, it's crazy, though. SZA, she recently, you know what's crazy? SZA can go and do a record with Travis Scott, and she did vocals for this other artist named Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. yeah. That's from the album. Yeah, from um, Tears in the, the Club. Club. And, uh, yeah, she sounded great on that, too. Who like, the fuck is this video? So it's just cool that she could kind of just bounce around. Same thing with Don Richard. Same thing with her butt. <laughs> bounce around. 
Um, Rashad, actually, it's Rashad, my brother. It's definitely Don Rashad, my G. Creole. Um, I can't oh, find the video anymore. Did, they t- they, did someone flag this on YouTube? They flagged it for them cheeks, nigga. Facts. All right, now I guess I gotta Google search this, but it's no. a, it's a Google search that. But um, she's recently signed to RCA. So she's not TDE. She is T- it's TDE slash RCA, but I don't know how long no, no, that's that sounds gonna like a three sixty Yeah, oh, definitely. But it yeah. sounds like I don't know how long that's going to last since people generally. Oh my wow, god! Wow, it really got taken down. Wow, the video is wow. not here. Wow, it's okay. Hold wow. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I know how the internet works. What did you save the video? No, because I haven't even fapped to it yet. Come on now. Nah. Is it on Daily Motion? Like what is it? It's too hot to fap right now. It's <laughs> too hot. No, nah, it's not too hot for some Daily Motion. Nah, no, you know it's too hot to fap when you're doing it and your palm is sweating. <laughs> no, no, no. Like that's the in, best lube, in the bro. motion, the yeah. best lube, bro. Nah, the best lube is your tears. <laughs> <laughs> tears all alone in the dark. Great, good God. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, music is the lube was like the last one. That was the la- That was the one, and I actually didn't choose it because I just chose the thing. But I'm. G- <laughs> We're gonna, oh, we're gonna choose that. See, there's no video. There's the track. There's the track. We can. So play is the track. is it a good track? Like it's it's a, it's a cool track. Yeah. Wow, Uh-oh. again? Hey, you suck my dick, you heard? Damn. Plug's still calling. Maybe it's Angel. No, Angel never called like this. But the video just brings it to life. Yeah, well, I mean, literally. Plug out the head. Damn, shit. No. Hold on. Uh, don't plug out the entire phone. Just plug out... All right, whatever. Do what you want. We're going off the grid now. It's over now. Damn. Great video. Yeah. I'll tell you that. If you yeah. love SZA, an all-chocolate version of her. I mean, well, what... Okay, what month are we in right now? May. We are in... So we're almost, we're almost halfway of 2017. There's yeah. been, like, so much music that's been coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly cannot even focus. Yeah, yeah. it's it just... Well, last week, I was like, fuck, y'all niggas slipped, because I didn't get shit last week. Yeah. But, like... With this this week, it's just like the love love galore, and everyone loves this sort of track, mm-hmm. and they're happier because she's on RCA, and I know she's been having trouble just being TDE because they just don't know how to market her. Yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to. And then I don't know how it's gonna work because they, like most TDE artists are in Interscope, so I don't know if there's some sort of tension in terms of her. I don't know if she sought out her own deal or like what happened from there, but yeah. there's a lot of questions. Well, you won't have a question on this. The music is going to be fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, and hopefully this comes out because she's like headlining Afropunk, which is like peak SZA. This is like SZA when you're like, like in terms of just like, if you've ever played Yu-Gi-Oh and you've dropped a field card and now you got like extra 300 attack points and like yeah, yeah, yeah. wild defense, like this is her fucking yeah. well, that, terrain. Well, that's what I thought that TDE was going to cater as is kind of like the... You know the unofficial like R and B singer of the the group, so to speak. You know. And now I'm wondering if they're like, is it like a G Unit thing where there's like they don't know how to market R and B? Oh man, that Olivia situation. Like, Olivia. Is... I just don't want to see SZA in love and hip hop. That's all, please. No, no I think no she's. Mas. I think she's got in terms of just the raw talent that she has. She'll find. No, a I mean, way. did you no? Have you listened to that track that she did with Kingdom? Yes, that actually... that is so good. Like. She did two? I think she did two. Yeah, she did two, and then Sid also did a track. Like, seriously, uh, I've been following Kingdom's music for, for a while now. Sure. And, you know, just the Tears in the Club record, I, I cannot recommend that enough to people that want to hear, you know, this kind of blend of um, club R&B music with these singers that he picked. It's just so good. Let me see. Now, is there another one? Down uh, for whatever? Yeah, that one's good. I like Down for whatever. Oh, Kingdom? Yeah. Beats is crazy. <laughs> Love them. And it's just, 
It's that ballroom style, man. Yeah, no. I would love to hear this on the radio, man. I feel like you can hear this. Like, it could be a pop I record. It could be a crossover record. ballroom and grime. And I was like, yo, they're just pushing music forward. Yeah. They're pushing music forward into different rhythms, different cadences, and different styles. It's oh, like, yeah. No, the influences are all over the place yeah. now. There is no one. There's no center. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all it's all scattered. And are you glad like, the so beautiful? Are yeah. you glad the EDM wave is pretty much over? Yeah, I'm so glad the bubble burst. <laughs> I'm so glad. Like, yeah, music I mean, is much darker and much more moody now. Yeah, I mean, I I contributed to the whole EDM like bubble because I definitely went to the Mad Decent like boat party and shit like that. But um, I I don't know. It's just the the sound had to evolve. There's there's I can't listen to that anymore. No, you know, like after five or six years, like when you first, I'm when over. I first whole heard Britney Spears hold it against me is like here it is. Yep. This is what's happening now. Yep. And then it happened a million times. But after I would that. love to hear more of this. You know, the, the, it just seems more authentic. It's more soulful. Do you ever feel like this could move into sort of the mainstream in terms of just like in terms of just like a consistent popularity that the EDM era had in music? It, it's just mainstream doesn't move fast enough than the underground. So mm-hmm. the underground already knows that that bubble burst, yeah, and it's going to take a while for other artists to realize that they can't bank on that sound anymore until they lose money. You know. And, um, you know, trap is always going to be selling. It seems that way. It hasn't really, it hasn't really slowed yeah, down really at this point. Speaking of trap selling, Katy Perry and yes. Migos. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like we're getting yeah. to like the 20 year, like we're getting to like the 20 year line. Yeah, but see, look, listen to this Katy Perry, Katy Perry record. And she was one of those artists that really blew up based off that EDM sound. Yeah. And it still sounds like <laughs> EDM with Migos, you know? Mm. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't sound current. It doesn't sound fresh. It only. She's just hopping off a trend, which is literally getting a Migos feature. I think know? she's falling off. I think we're in the midst of her falling off now. Like her last album wasn't her falling off. It was her third album. Yeah. I think this is sort of the cutting point. Yeah. And most and pop artists like Gaga is. It's fell off sort of already in terms of the relevance that she once had in terms of now, and I think yeah. it's happening Katy Perry now. Yeah. Because she's sort of just really pushing for a hit now, and it used to be just very organic, because she used to have these. This like her combination with Dr. Luke was just like unstoppable at and that time. No, Dr. Luke was unstoppable yeah, at that time. Until, like you know, court cases stopped. Yeah. Whatever. Now, yeah. he stopped. <laughs> now, now he Very stopped stop. a little bit. Now no no means no, my nigga. Yep. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just. Didn't get his degree. Never mind. I, I just think it's yeah. I think it's sort of fading out, and now we're we're in the wave of. Is Chainsmokers the last like? I wish I could just hit my head on this microphone right now, but I don't want to mess up the sound. What is with everyone hates the chain smokers, but they're like popular as shit. I call them the pole smokers. I think I think the the sound is popular everywhere, but within like like, our taste, like here in in this radio station. But everybody else beyond, (laughs) everybody else like beyond, especially internationally and stuff. You know, it's just the the music just moves differently out there. You know, so like even. Um, just the underground sounds that are coming out now, we probably won't see those blow up until maybe another year or two. Nigga, they know? got a 43 on Metacritic. Wow. That is terrible. Yeah, no, everybody shits on them. Yeah, everyone. But, but, still, they, but they make money. They make so much money. So, so But yeah, no, I, I, do, I, I do believe that the EDM bubble should burst. I mean, even with that, that greatest day ever lineup that they're going to have in the Bronx, they got like Diplo and Dylan Francis. I was like, really? Like we're gonna we're still like having these guys together on the same bill and all that like it's just diet mad decent block party type shit that like I'm totally I'm totally over it you know before we go uh, give give us one track just to like fucking 
What, just, like, to, just recommend one track for everybody. Oh, God, a favorite to. track? Um, just I recommend should... one. It doesn't even have to be favorite. It doesn't have to be the best. It's just like something you recommend. It's very valid. It's um, like valuable look... for our audience. No, I'll just look. I'm going to look at my phone right now and see what's on my phone. I'll let you know. I have a lot of Loud Lord. Shout out to Yo, Loud Lord. Yo, man. This guy put on put me on Loud Lord. I was like, nigga, those Stay Awake Collides are fucking yeah, tremendous. Yeah, it is. Like, he's ridiculous. one of those producers that I said, like, between him and Noah B, I was like, Yo, those niggas are the future of music. Yeah. Um,. Let me see. A new record that I've just been having fun with, just listening to. Man, most of the tracks are just me and my homies make, so it's like you can't really hear it elsewhere. Oh, I'm really on the, <laughs> like, I'm really waiting for that bass bear, like, EP. Yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah, that's going to be, yeah, that's definitely going to be good. You know what I've been listening to a lot? Um, and I felt like this was kind of like a slept on album, and it, it's Thundercat. Uh, he had this album called Drunk. Yeah. And Thundercat is this bass player. Um, he's mm-hmm. executive produced work with Flying Lotus. He's also done work with Kendrick Lamar for To Pimp a Butterfly and nice. the Untitled Sessions and whatnot. Incredible bass player. Um, I also had... like it because my name is in the title of one of these fucking songs. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's think... never happened ever in life. So um, he has this track with Kendrick Lamar called Walk On By that I really like. And Kendrick oh, yeah. Lamar just glides on that track so I well. I had that track on one of my playlists. That shit was fucking fire. Yeah, man. yeah. Just Thundercat Drunk's album. It's just, it's just really interesting. You know, it's a different type of concept. Like, he has a song called uh, A Fan's Mail, which is about being a cat. And he literally makes a record about how cool it would be to be a cat. And it's just musically so awesome. And, um, yeah, I honestly, I can't recommend Thundercat enough. I'm just a personal fan. But, yeah, definitely listen to Thundercat, uh, Walk On By, featuring Kendrick Lamar. If you couldn't get enough of Damn and you want to hear something slightly different, a little bit more jazzier, but Kendrick is still, you know, just riding the flow, and it's just a great track overall. I would definitely recommend uh, Thundercat Walk On By. Facts. Definitely. Um, before we go, shout out to everybody who listened to our call last week and sort of retweeted and liked the podcast. That meant a lot. Um, I love you all. <laughs> um, Less than three. From the bottom of my scrotum. Mm. Love you so much. That's very sweaty right now. <laughs> now I put Pam on it so my balls don't stick to my legs. <laughs> Facts. I thought you were gonna say like baby powder or something. <laughs> no, nah, just baby Pam. Powder, fuck all that. I spray Pam on like my thighs. Bro. <laughs> oh my god. Buttery smooth when the ladies come to touch mm. my thighs. Oh man. Wait, yep. is it the olive oil Pam or the, yeah, of the butter it's the one? Yeah, the olive oil. It's like okay, no, because they got because the, they got the butter one. They, do they have coconut? They have Pam? coconut oil. What? What? Oh, it's over, oh, nigga. My banana bread's gonna be on fleek, nigga. Oh man. Best uh, banana bread ever. Blanco, thank you for coming through, man. Yeah, no, no it's always cool just One talking with time. you guys and whatnot. Um, you know, just uh, shouts to to you two guys. Just a hundred and what is this now? Hundred and seven. Hundred and seven. Yeah, hundred and fucking seven. Fucking awesome. Shout out to that. Um, also, just obviously shout out to all the Uptown crew. So that's Angel, Bass Bear, Kush Jones, uh, Rainy. Uh, obviously, um, John, John P. P. God, B. Match Poppy himself, uh, always a character. Did you see his hair today? Oh he did my the Kendrick God. Lamar. You seen the Kendrick Lamar damn hair? He did the same he his thing. Hair, he braided his hair. So imagine like a a he, big yo, like husky the, Dominican with lie, Kendrick Lamar. Lie, we might have to make him the cover of this. <laughs> yo, you should. I think I think you you should. All right, we gotta yeah. find that picture. Yeah. Until it, then, I'll send it to you, nigga. Yeah. We will be back next week. Um, hopefully with more Bronx niggas. And <laughs> hopefully with more Bronx niggas. And yeah. it'll be like, oh, oh, and the fucking phone, phone is, is ringing. All right, all right. The phone. <laughs> the phone is ringing. All, right, all right, fuck this. All right. Peace Suck out. Suck my dick. <laughs> Later. <laughs>